and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. We're going to be previewing week eight and talk a little bit about what happened last night in the Bills Buccaneers Thursday night football, all that and more on the Wake and Take. So why don't we sit back, relax, sip our coffee, and enjoy the show. First things first, let's talk about Thursday night football and bear with me here. Turns out yesterday, the technical difficulty that happened is that the bunny chewed through my Ethernet cord. Uh, so he's attacked me again. And uh, uh, 100 foot Ethernet cords are not easy to find on a short notice. So we're streaming from Wi Fi today. And as we know, and as you can already tell, no matter what I do, no matter what I do, I get 300 megabytes per second. Uh, I've kicked everything off of the Wi-Fi. I've checked the Wi-Fi. I've done the speed tests. No matter what, no matter what, I'm going to be lagging. There's nothing I can do about it. I really don't get it. Technology is really annoying. I had to I had to rebuild my keyboard this morning. It was not working. I had to completely reset it. Everything. Everything going against me today. But that's okay. That's okay because last night, as you guys know, we did build a little bit of an underdog pick em, And it hit. It hit a four-leg parlay hit last night uh, with my Thursday Night Football predictions. Uh, it was, um, oh, I don't even remember what it was. It was like the Rashad White receiving yard total, Dalton Kincaid receiving yard total, took the under on Latavius Murray, and then I think it was like Mike Evans, 10 fantasy points, took the over on that, and it, I, that one I was sweating because it took until that last second where Mike Evans came down with a touchdown to bring the game within one score. No crazy storylines from this game. However, the big question mark going in was, what does the Dawson Knox injury mean for Dalton Kincaid and really just the Bills in general as they don't really have a backup tight end? In fact, the only active tight end on the roster yesterday was Dalton Kincaid, and so he took that opportunity and ran with it. Five receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown. Awesome performance, got seven targets. He was second on the team in tar third on the team in targets uh, yesterday. Where some other takeaways, though, from this Dawson Knox injury has to be is that it's not just going to be Don Kincaid. And this was something we already hinted at already. Don Kincaid doesn't necessarily play a standard tight end role, right? Yes, he's going to obviously get some more targets and everything, but <laughs> like, it, He's not replacing Dawson Knox. He's still doing exactly what he was doing. And so it did make sense for some targets to go to some new people. And Khalil Shakir was one of those people. Khalil Shakir, their slot receiver, young second-year wide receiver, looked really good last year, started a breakout again now this year. Six receptions for 92 yards. Great game for him, too. I do believe that this is another guy stepping into the Dawson Knox, not necessarily role, but operating in that field being a safety net for Josh Allen like Dawson Knox was. And so I do think Khalil Shakir can have some more performances similar to this going forward. Another takeaway is that Gabe Davis is also a part of this. Gabe Davis saw the most targets he has all season, 12 targets, which he took for nine receptions, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Basically what I'm getting at is everyone, like we already talked about, everyone is making up for Dawson Knox's absence. They had to bring in a sixth offensive lineman. Dalton Kincaid sometimes went into the tight end, but not too much. Most of the time still ran it out wide, still ran his normal kind of wide receiver routes last night and looked good. Dalton Kincaid is definitely here, uh, but so are these other people. And it's not, I would honestly say, 
I think I can say this easily, actually. Don Kincaid didn't break out because Dawson Knox got injured. Don Kincaid would have done well in this game, whether or not Dawson Knox was there or not. Seven targets, five receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown. That is similar to the stat line he had against New England where Dawson Knox was playing. So his usage didn't necessarily go up. He was just looked at a bit more. And that's a good thing. Don Kincaid is definitely here and will continue to be here. Looked really good. And also, just want to talk a little bit about my guy, James Cook, as he did take the bulk of the carries. Again, 14 carries for 67 yards. Also had himself a reception. I wish the reception usage was there for him. They usually should use him as the receiving back. They did last year. He had a couple games with over six targets. This year, hes I don't even think he's had one of those. Maybe if he has, it's been exactly one. So I want to see that get upticked. That is one of the names I was kind of pegging to step into the Dawson Knox role especially in the red zone. I thought he could be a nice little red zone threat running those short out routes or something. Uh, but no, he didn't. Uh, granted, they didn't need him to do that. Khalil Shakir stepped up in an admirable way. Looked good. The Buffalo Bills looked good. The score was 24 to 18. And it was close to the score I predicted. I said it'd be 21 to 17. So, hey, so, hey, <laughs> close enough. Baker Mayfield doing enough to keep his job. 25 of 42, 237 yards and two touchdowns. Rashad White looking good again. The Rashad White game that we talked about yesterday. I said I felt like this would be a Rashad White receiving game. Boy, was I right. Rashad White, seven targets, seven receptions, 70 yards, adding an inefficient running game usage, nine carries for 39 yards. Um, that's pretty standard. What you like about Rashad White is the receiving usage. He's going to continue to get that, especially in games like the Buffalo Bills. So I want you guys all to look at yourself right now. Look in the mirror. Touch your temples, you know, rub this together and just remember this moment. You can always start Rashad White with confidence against good offenses. Not that you had to guess that anyway, but just remember that. I saw a lot of people questioning if they should be starting Rashad White in PPR formats. If they're playing a team that's good, you want to start Rashad White. He's going to get seven targets. Right? He's going to get seven receptions. He was the leading target getter and the leading receiving yards getter and the receiving receptions, the leading receptions leader. Looked really good yesterday in that facet. And then, of course, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both got themselves a touchdown. So good job for them. And the last takeaway here is that Sean Tucker is, is just not here. Chase Edmonds, Keyshawn Vaughn filling in behind him. Let's move on. Let's move on because this was a good game. But, you know, we kind of all know the really big takeaways here. Congratulations to Dalton Kincaid and the rest of the Buffalo Bills that stepped up. Let's talk about Week 8, though. And the best way to start with a Week 8 preview is to talk about injuries. Guys, I, every week, have compiled the injuries that you need to look out for over this weekend. Start planning for, start picking up maybe some options before they actually get listed as out. It's a nice precursor to what is going to be happening this weekend. Kyler Murray, full participant, completely removed off the injury report. However, still on the pup list, has not been activated. So looking like probably one more week of an absence for Kyler Murray and then looking to be full go going into week nine. Uh, so just keep that in the back of your head. Start trading for your Cardinals weapons. Start picking up Cardinals weapons that are on the waiver wire and maybe still send out some offers for Kyler Murray before he actually returns. These next two we already kind of knew about. Justin Fields is doubtful. Jerome Ford is still doubtful. I don't know why teams don't just mark him out. I would really like it if they mark Justin Fields out because I would like to just put him right back into my IR slot. I'd like to go pick someone up. But no, he has to sit on my bench until he's out. It was kind of annoying, but it is what it is. David Montgomery, 
did not participate in yesterday's practice, looking like Jameer Gibbs will be handling the load this weekend. Jameer Gibbs, fire him right back up. Going to be a great start this week. Look for Jameer Gibbs to handle 15-plus carries and get about five receptions yet again. Luke Musgrave did not participate. Not many takeaways here, but I do think Tucker Craft should be a speculative ad. If you'll remember when we talk about the draft after the draft house weekend, uh, we were talking with uh, Alex Dunlap with Roster Watch, and he was a really big fan of Tucker Craft. So I think that, you know, he he still has a good profile. And if you remember, the Packers drafted them both. You know, they had an idea for both of them. Tucker Craft could maybe earn himself something here. Uh, but mostly I would imagine that this is just going to be a consolidated passing attack between Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, and Romeo Dubs. Robert Woods did not participate this week either. Robert Woods is looking like he will be out this week, meaning Tank Dell should be good on his return. But then also, if you're in a deeper league or if he's just available in general and you want to have some fun, I do still believe that John Mechie is a good lottery ticket. Might not be this season, but in your dynasty leagues, I do think he's someone that you could latch onto, especially going into 2024. This would be an opportunity for him to step into, well, I mean, uh, Tank Dell would probably go into that Woods role but Mechie then would slide into what Tank Dell was doing kind of in the slot. So I think John Mechie has an opportunity here. Zay Jones did not participate yet again, so looking like we're going to have to wait one more week for him to return to the Jaguars. Uh, no takeaways here. Unless you're in a 32-team league, you might be able to start like Tim Jones or something. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, this is a fun one. Jarek McKinnon, not fun. Jarek McKinnon did not practice either, looking like it'll be mostly Isaiah Pacheco against the Denver Broncos. So that's something we'll talk about here shortly when we talk about players to start, players to sit. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, limited. Jimmy Garoppolo, limited. Uh, with this back injury, I'm not going to be confident enough to say that he will be out there this week. Limited practices are usually a good thing, but given it's a back injury, I mean, it's probably just he can't do a full practice, and I doubt he could do a game. Uh, but definitely just something to keep your eye on. I did read a report that Aiden O'Connell would get the start this time. It would not be Brian Hoyer. They had their fun with Brian Hoyer. They were proven wrong. It's going to be O'Connell if Jimmy Garoppolo is out. So go pick him up in your Superflex leagues where he's available. Gerald Everett. A lot of people were expecting him to be out this week, but he did give a limited practice. I'll say this. I expect Gerald Everett to be out there, but I don't think I would be starting him. Uh, I think that he's more so just going to be a body. However, we'll have to see because Josh Palmer popped up on the injury report as well with a knee injury. Josh Palmer did not practice yesterday either, and it's not looking like he'll be playing. Um, just something to keep your eye on as Josh Palmer was starting to play really well. And we already have Mike Williams out, so it's going to have to be Keenan Allen, and then you have a less than 100% Gerald Everett. However, guys, somebody we've been teasing for the past few weeks will be making their return. And that's Jalen Guyton. I'm telling you guys now, deeper leagues, of course, definitely worth an ad. Definitely worth an ad. He is the Chargers field stretcher. And I don't know, I can't think of a single reason why you wouldn't want the Chargers field stretcher on your team. Uh, you're never really going to be comfortable to start him. However, I mean, this could be a week where this is one, right? <laughs> if Gerald Everett ends up out, if Josh Palmer ends up out, Mike Williams is already out. Gerald Everett's not 100%. Austin Eckler's not been playing that well. Keenan Allen, the only wide receiver worth the salt out there. Jalen Guyton is probably going to get a few targets. So um, look look at that. I think that's a very, very sneaky ad right now. Tyreek Hill, after missing Wednesday's practice, was limited yesterday, as well as Raheem Mostert. Tyreek Hill basically said it's a non-issue. 
And I kid you not, in uh, after the game, he spoke with Ari Myrov on Twitter. And Ky- Tyreek Hill basically just said his mom wasn't giving him attention. And so he wanted to be dramatic. So his mom would talk to him. Uh, so very cute. Uh, I hope his mom talked to him. I hope he got to speak to his mom. I didn't know Tyreek Hill was such a mama's boy. Uh, but don't scare us like that, Tyreek. Don't scare us like that. Just practice. If you're Just because your mom's not calling you doesn't give you a reason to sit out of practice. Um, <laughs> Daniel Jones was limited. So Daniel Jones was limited. You're, a lot of people asking if I need to be, or if you need to be starting Tyrod Taylor this week. I want to say this. While Daniel Jones was limited, it does appear he was not cleared for contact. So while he did practice a bit, He's probably not playing this week. He's probably still going to be out one more week with that neck injury. So, yes, you can start up Tyrod Taylor. And then, of course, your Saquon Barkley. Unfortunate news as Deontay Johnson popped up on the injury report yesterday. Deontay Johnson re-aggravated his hamstring injury. That is not what you want to hear. This is exactly what happened with Pat Fryermuth last week where he randomly re-aggravated it in practice after being on track to return and had to go on to IR. Keep track of that. If Deontay Johnson has to go on IR, that's going to suck. Uh, Calvin Austin becomes a, a pickup. And then otherwise, I mean, it's just going to be hard to, you know, want to start Kenny Pickett. Uh, you're probably okay, of course, starting George Pickens. Nashi Harris, maybe a good start. I don't really know. Uh, and the Steelers' offense wasn't that great when Johnson and Fryermuth were out. They were de- clearly struggling a bit. So hopefully it wasn't that big of a re-aggravation, and Deontay Johnson can be playing this week. There's not much news on how ser- serious this is yet, so just make sure you keep an eye on it. Brock Purdy in the concussion protocol, but did give a limited practice yesterday. I think if he gives a limited today and a full Friday, he'll clear it. I don't remember the exact protocol. Uh, so definitely keep your eye on it. I know yesterday we started drumming up a little bit of Sam Darnold hype, but if Brock Purdy is out there, Brock Purdy will be out there. Um, however, you know, Sam Darnold, I would say, even if Brock Purdy does play worth stashing, because we've seen a few times with these concussions, players bring it back early, a little too early, and then they get reconcussed, uh, and it, it becomes an even more serious injury. I don't wish that upon Brock Purdy. I'm just a guy giving you analysis, and so I have to say things like that. Um, so even if Brock Purdy does still play, still stash Sam Darnold. Tyler Lockett and Kenneth Walker both did not practice this week from the Seahawks. However, a beat reporter did come out and say it was a vet rest day yesterday. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say with with uh, Kenneth Walker, I think he'll be fine. I mean, he had a huge workload last week. He had 26 carries, so it makes sense for them to want to rest him. Um, but if anything is to happen with either of these, we'll start with Tyler Lockett. If Tyler Lockett is out, we just saw what happened with Jake Bobo and Jackson Smith and Jigba. They will both be probably startable and relevant if Tyler Lockett is out. If Kenneth Walker is out, Zach Charbonnet should be started, to be completely honest. The Seahawks love their running back. Pete Carroll loves his running back. I don't care that Zach Charbonnet is not that talented. He will still get a ton of volume and opportunity. However, Kenny McIntosh was a full participant and looking like he'll be activated off IR this week. I don't think he's going to earn himself a huge role. I mean, obviously he was drafted. I think it was the seventh round might've been the sixth. either way, super late in the draft. Zach Charbonnet is going to get the lion's share, but Kenny McIntosh at UGA and at the pro day that I visited a fantastic receiving back. He is a good receiving back. So I'm more so just curious on what that usage looks like. I would probably take a speculative ad on McIntosh for this game just to see. 
And finally, Ryan Tannehill did not participate. We already kind of knew that, but it is looking like for sure Will Levis will be starting Sunday. That is all the injuries I have for you. Um, and, you know, hopefully that gives you guys something to kind of play around with, fiddle around with, check your waiver wires, maybe send out some offers for some people, have some fun before the news becomes true news. Now, I want to give you guys a couple, or well, I want to give you a must start and a must sit. First off, my true must start, my true must start. This is the one where you've definitely got to start them. It's Isaiah Pacheco. They're going up against the Broncos. It's the Chiefs. It's Isaiah Pacheco. Fire him up this week for sure. Don't doubt it. Going to be good, especially if Jarek McKinnon does end up being out with that injury that he mispracticed with yesterday. Isaiah Pacheco should get a few more receptions even. Um, so Isaiah Pacheco, start him. My other start, this one is a little bit more murky. I just kind of wanted to get ahead of it and put a take out there. We won't necessarily we don't necessarily have to call it a must start, but I am because I didn't know where else to put this in. Bryce Young. I am I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the Bryce Young breakout this weekend. I'm feeling the Bryce Young breakout this weekend. The Panthers coming out of a bye week now. Uh and He's going up old buddy C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are really, really good friends. And there is nothing that fires up an athlete more than going up against their friends. So I do believe that Bryce Young will be fired up. I do believe that Bryce Young is going to come to play. And I do believe that this will be his breakout game on Sunday. Now, what's cool about it being a breakout it doesn't necessarily have to be anything that big. So, you know, if you have a better option, you could still start him. I would classify a breakout in this case, 300 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I think that that's a type of game that I'm looking for this week. It might only be like 250, but if he can get out of there with a couple touchdowns, no interceptions, I think we'll be really happy about Bryce Young going forward. I think that this will be the game where he can really prove himself and does. My must sit and we'll see. I, I It was actually hard for me to find a must-sit this week. I was trying to find a good one. Um, I'm going with the Andre Hopkins. I don't feel the best about it because we have seen backup quarterbacks come in and hyper-fixate on their wide receiver ones. But the Falcons have just been really good against wide receiver ones this season, except for Mike Evans. However, DeAndre Hopkins has lost a step. I wouldn't put him in that Mike in that Mike Evans area. And also, I just I while I do believe Will Levis is going to be better for fantasy football, I don't necessarily think it'll be in his first week out there. And so I think you can sit DeAndre Hopkins. Could he have a good game? Yes. Like I said, backup quarterbacks do tend to hyperfixate on their wide receiver one. But I mean, Will Levis has been practicing with, you know, the second, third team even because Malik Willis was the second string for a bit. So, I mean, you know, what? I'm going to throw a crazy take out there. This one's going to be fun. Will Levis is going to hyper fixate on Kyle Phillips on Sunday. Sit DeAndre Hopkins. I have some upset picks for you. Some upsets that I'm thinking about this week. My first, I think the Colts should beat the Saints. The Colts right now are one point underdogs. It's obviously a very close game. I doubt you can really call this an upset, but I'm picking the Colts to, to beat the Saints. Next, I'm taking the Bengals to beat the 49ers. This will go either way for me. I think if Sam Darnold is out there, the Bengals win. And I think if Brock Purdy is out there, the Bengals win this game. The 49ers have been in a rough patch. Debo Samuel's still not going to be back. And either we're going to have a less than 100% Brock Purdy or we're going to have Sam Darnold out there. I think the Bengals can use this to A, uh, 
beat up on a playoff team and learn some lessons against a good defense, but also just come to play. Like the Bengals will be coming to play. They're healthier. They're looking better. Give me the Bengals to beat the 49ers. And then my deepest upset is the Rams over the Cowboys. The Rams right now are six point, or sorry, the Cowboys are six point favorites over the Rams. I think that's a bit too far. I think at the very least the Rams should cover and I think they will end up winning. I just, I don't have much belief in this Cowboys team right now. I think they're fine, obviously, but losing Trayvon Diggs has been a big blow. Tony Pollard hasn't necessarily been able to get too much going. He's had some good games, but no true ceiling. Same said about CD Lamb, same said about Dak Prescott. I think that this spread is um, basically just a want. It's a want. It's not, it's not, it's not rooted in reality to me. I think six points against the Rams, who have been looking pretty good all season, is a bit too much. So I'm gonna take the Rams to win, but definitely at least cover that spread. Give me so the Colts, Bengals, and Rams are my upset picks. That is all I have for you in terms of some news, but as we like to do on Friday, I'm going to invite you into the world of my Yahoo Pick'em League. We're going to do some picks. I'm going to give a few little thoughts about each game, and then I'll answer your questions and get you guys out of here. All right. So first up, as you see, I always miss the damn Thursday night football game. I'm always like, oh, I'm going to do it Friday morning and then forget to put in my Thursday pick, but it is what it is. So I already said, I'm picking the Rams to beat the Cowboys uh Packers Vikings give me the Vikings um and within this game we already kind of talked about the injury a little bit but I'm hoping that a Christian Watson gets going I'm hoping for a Christian Watson ceiling game in this one you know we see these divisional matchups teams just play a little bit better we have no Luke Musgrave I think it'll be consolidated between the wide receivers Give me a Christian Watson ceiling game. And also on the Vikings side, give me a TJ Watkinson. Sorry, TJ Watkinson. TJ Hawkinson ceiling game. I'm going to do that for every single game. I'm going to pick the highest scoring player from each team. That's what I'm going to try to do. Falcons, I'm going to over the Titans. I'm going to take the Falcons over the Titans. For the Falcons, I'm going to go with the highest scoring player is... Bijan Robinson gets a bounce back week this week. Bijan Robinson reminds us all who he is and makes everyone upset that sold him because they were mad about his concussion. And for the Titans, Derrick Henry is, of course, going to be the highest scoring player. Uh, Will Levis is going to hand the ball off 40 times, I'm sure, on Sunday. I know the Falcons have a really good rush defense, but still, I really if, if they trusted Will Levis, I think that they would have gone to him a little bit earlier than they did, especially since they already had Malik Willis last season and were incredibly disappointed in him. I don't think they're going to fully let Levis loose. Colts, Saints. I uh, already said I believe the Colts will win this game. Give me Jonathan Taylor. Give me Jonathan Taylor yet again looking good. Jonathan Taylor getting a full workload, tripling Zach Moss's, Zach Moss's usage, and dismantling the Saints. And on the Saints side, we're going with Yet another Alvin Kamara game. Alvin Kamara is just on fire right now. Dolphins, Patriots. This was an interesting one. I wanted to pick another Patriots upset, but I think last week was their magic. This week in Miami, the Patriots always struggle down there. I'm going with the Dolphins, even with everyone less than 100%. Um, highest scoring Dolphin. 
Let's go with Jalen Waddle. Let's call the Jalen Waddle game. I think that as we've talked about before, Bill Belichick does like to lock down the main target. Now, you're not going to be able to lock down Tyreek Hill, but can he hold him to 100 yards and no touchdowns? Yes. And I think that'll open the door for Jalen Waddle to sneak in for maybe even a couple touchdowns this week. On the Patriots side of the ball, let's go with let's go with Demario Douglas. Let's go with Demario Douglas. I, I mean, obviously not a lot of points to go around on this Patriots offense. I'm going to go with a sneaky pick here and say Demario Douglas gets eight receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown against the Dolphins. Jets, Giants. This one I have been going back and forth with. I think I'm going to pick the Jets just because of that defense. I think this is going to be probably one of the more ugly games on the slate. I would be very surprised if any team crosses 20 points. I think this will remain close. It's going to be a very slow grinding out game to me, which leads to Brees Hall being the highest scoring Jets and Saquon Barkley being the highest scoring Giants. However, Keep your eye on Jalen Hyatt. You know, always sometimes those guys that stretch the field like that get get sneaky. And especially against a team like the Jets, where they're going to be kind of locking down uh, really close man coverage. You know, you could see Jalen Hyatt sneak through. But of course, I'm going with Brees Hall and Saquon as the highest scoring players. Jaguars-Pittsburgh, I think, is going to be a very fun game. This is probably one of the ones I'm more excited for. I just think it's going to be a good football game. And with that being said, I'm going to take the Jaguars, but at home in Pittsburgh, and I know the Steelers are also fired up uh, because uh, Trevor Lawrence called their terrible towel, little yellow towel. Uh, so, you know, they're fired up. But with Deontay Johnson looking like he's not going to play with re-aggravating that hamstring, I just don't think the Steelers offense is going to get enough going. Give me the highest scoring Pittsburgh player, George Pickens, or the Pittsburgh defense or the Pittsburgh defense, like somehow getting like a fumble six off TJ Watt or something. Um, but I still think the Jaguars win this game. And for the Jaguars, we're going to just go with Trevor Lawrence. We're going to go with the easy one here. My first highest scoring quarterback on the slate to me, every single one I've picked a skill player for the Jaguars. I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence. I think that the Travis ETN two touchdown streak comes to an end against the Steelers. Eagles Commanders, easy one for me here, Eagles. I'm going to go with Devontae Smith as the highest scoring Eagle, and I'm going to say it every week until it comes true. I'm going to manifest a Devontae Smith rebound this week against the Commanders. And on the Commander side of the ball, wow, I don't know. I don't know. I guess Sam Howell, just to be safe. Um, I'm not expecting a great game from Brian Robinson. Jahan Dotson's done nothing. Terry McLaurin hasn't been able to get much done. Let's just give it to Sam Howell. Texans Panthers, I'm going to pick the Texans to win this game, but I do think it's going to be a really fun game. I really do. This is the other game I'm most excited for. This is actually the one that I'm targeting in DFS. I think that the Texans, especially the CJ Stroud, Nico Collins, Tank Dell stack, I think that's a very fun way to start out your DFS lineups this week, and I'm doing that. Um, I'm going to go with Tank Dell as the highest scoring Texan. I think he gets back on track this week, returning from the concussion, coming out of the bye week. No Robert Woods. I think CJ Stroud's going to want to lock up, lock onto him in a battle of friendship. And for the Panthers, let's, oh, sorry, not, I don't want to click on them. Um, for the Panthers, let's just go with Bryce Young. Let's just go with Bryce Young, highest scoring Panther on this game. I, like I said, I think that Bryce Young is a must start this week. I think he breaks out in this game. Seahawks Browns is going to be a really tough game. I'm going to pick the Seahawks, 
But can the Browns win this? Of course, they're on a nice little winning streak thanks to their defense. But I just the Seahawks to me are the team I'm going to have to go with, and they're the home team. Let's go with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Let's go with Jackson Smith and Jigba as the highest scoring Seahawk in this game. I think he'll continue to break out. This is predicated on one of these wide receivers maybe being out. I think, and at the very least, Tyler Lockett being less than 100%. But I think JSN is now building momentum. Let's give him the highest scoring player against the Browns. Um, and for the Browns, let's just go with uh, let's just go with David and Joku. I'm gonna go with David and Joku because I traded him away in the Trade Gods Invitational League. And I think that's like the perfect way for karma to bite me back is make him a, give him his ceiling game finally. So t- uh, David and Joku is going to be the highest scoring Cleveland Brown. Chiefs Broncos obviously picking the Chiefs to win this one and hinting back at my must start. We're going with Isaiah Pacheco for the highest scoring Chief. We're going with three touchdowns and over a hundred yards for Isaiah Pacheco. And on the Broncos side of the ball. The highest scorer will just be Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's going to get some nice garbage time points, but the Chiefs should win this game um, pretty handily. Pretty handily. I know it was close last time, but I think the Chiefs get it right this time. Ravens, Cardinals, we're going to go with the Ravens here. They looked fantastic last week. I think they'll continue to look fantastic. Lamar Jackson's going to be the highest scoring Raven. And on the Cardinals side of the ball, Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown in the revenge game will score... We'll go for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Marquise Brown, ceiling game here against the Ravens. 49ers, Bengals. I think the four, uh, the Bengals win this game, as already talked about. Um, yeah, yeah. Bengals win this game. Jamar Chase, highest scoring player on the Bengals side of the ball, keeping things rolling. And for San Francisco, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is going to touch the ball at least 30 times on Sunday. He's going to score at least two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey is going to go crazy. Chargers, Bears, we've got to go with the Chargers. Let's go with Austin Eckler gets back on track in terms of highest scoring player. I believe that Austin Eckler will get back on track this week, slow couple weeks. But with the injuries kind of piling up around the Chargers, I think that Austin Eckler will have to be relied upon and actually get some good volume this week. Give me Austin Eckler, especially as they'll probably have to run out the clock a lot. Austin Eckler should be in for a good game. And on the bear side of the ball, let's just go with DJ Moore. I don't think anyone's going to really look that good in this game, but if anyone will, it would be DJ Moore, whether it be in garbage time or just in time in general. I think DJ Moore should have himself a good bounce back week. And finally, Monday night football. Um, We'll talk about more of it. Actually, no, we don't really preview Monday because there's so much to talk about on Mondays. So we'll just talk about it a little bit here. Lions over Raiders for sure. Taking the Lions here. And we're going to go with, Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, highest scoring player this week against the Raiders. And on the Raiders side of the ball, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams gets back on track against his former rival Detroit Lions. He remembers what it's like to play against the Lions. He gets a little fired up and we get a Devontae Adams vintage game on Monday night. Those are some of my expectations for this week and my picks let me make sure I save them. There's one week I didn't save it after doing this, and I looked like a dummy in my league getting zero points. <laughs> but thank you all for tuning into that. Let me answer your questions real quick. I see one here on Instagram. Start two, Hollywood, Rice, Foreman, Henderson, JSN. Let's go with Hollywood and JSN. I see a lot of questions here on YouTube. Looks like a lot of it is spam from bestnfltvchannel.com. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see. 
Josh Downs does play slot. Or yeah, did I say he didn't? Or is this just kind of your own argument here? Let's see. JSN, uh, the Browns are allowing the least amount of points to the slot wide receiver. Um, so JSN, I don't know. Whatever. Who cares that they're doing that? JSN's going to go crazy. <laughs> He's going to go crazy. Um, let's see. I don't really see any questions. Did you guys kind of, um, you guys just kind of, you know, oh, should I start Howell over Carr? Let's see. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. I think that my reasoning with this Kareem would just be garbage time. Right, just some garbage time points, having to catch up to the Eagles, having a little bit of fun, having to score some points. Let's go with Howell. Would you play Christian Watson, DJ Moore, or Rasheed Rice? Uh, probably just DJ Moore. Like I said, I think that DJ Moore is going to have a bounce back game this week. Christian Watson would be close to me, but you you just got to go with um, DJ Moore. Oh, Chef, send some energy my way. All to you, man. All of the positive energy heading your way. I hope that you can have a better day today. You're off to a rough start. Nothing like having a rough start, especially on a Friday. You want to get things cooking. Uh, so, Chef, sorry you're having a rough morning. I hope things get better for you, man. Uh, let's see. QJ breakout? I mean, hey, it, it has to happen. This, I mean, it, it, No, no, sorry. No, no. No Quinn Johnston breakout. It's just not happening. He's had way too many opportunities. And, yes, even if Josh Palmer is out, he might get more volume. But watch. I mean, they'll just give it to Darius Davis or Jalen Guyton. Like I said, they're looking to activate him off pup. Boom, boom, boom. AJ Dillon or Cam Akers? <laughs> wow. Uh, probably AJ Dillon, I guess. That's a tough one. Um, boom, boom. Panthers first win, Dylan Gibson says. Just say it. Sure, whatever. Panthers beat the Texans, Dylan. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Oh, a $5 super chat. Thank you, Slayton. Would you go with Keenan or Justin Jefferson rest of season? Yeah, if you can get just or Justin Jefferson off Keenan Allen, Slayton, go for it. I would do that 10 times out of 10. You've got two more weeks. So he's out this week and next week. And then, um, then he's back. And I do believe that Keenan Allen is definitely, definitely a ticking time bomb. You know, he's got the age, he's got the injury history. And now with everyone else on the Chargers getting injured, he's going to get so much more volume his way, which means even more injuries are possible. Um, I'm a little worried about Keenan Allen. For sure. I am selling him. Getting Justin Jefferson would be an incredible, incredible move. Um, Howell or Minshew? Go with Minshew. Go with Minshew. He's looking great, man. Roshan Johnson or Daryl Henderson? Daryl Henderson. I don't want to start Roshan yet. Yes, it's definitely possible that Roshan gets himself a big role, but Deontay Foreman was playing really well. Um, so uh, give me Daryl Henderson. He's the Rams running back. Got a lot of volume this week. I would go with him. Uh, Deontay Downs or Sutton? Let's go with Downs. Let's go with Downs. He's playing way too well right now. Let's go with Josh Downs, Jimbo. Ricky AA, Jamal Williams, Tyler Lockett, or Hollywood? Let's go with Hollywood. Guys, I'm not starting Roshan this week, unless you have to. I can't. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I want to. I'm rostering Roshan. I'm probably actually starting him in one league because I have to. Uh, but no, when you have options like this, go with Hollywood especially. I I do. I firmly believe in revenge game narratives. I just do. There's. It happens way too many times to not keep that in the back of your head. So Hollywood going up against his former Ravens, start him up this week. Would you start Hubbard over Sanders? Yes, in PPR. Yes, in PPR. 
And a couple more here uh, on just on the Instagram chat. Bryce Young over Sam Howell this week and rest of season. Yes. Yes, I do believe that Bryce Young gets on track. I don't even think he's been that bad. He hasn't been great, but he hasn't been that bad this season. And that's actually really good for a rookie. The fact that it's been a slow breakout is fine. It's fine. He's a rookie. You're allowed to you're allowed to learn a little bit, uh, but I think he gets better for sure. Um, Wandale or Algier this week for PPR. In PPR, let's go with Wandale. Um, I think that this game is going to stay close. Uh, basic, well, Wandale actually I think might have picked up an injury. I think he was limited. Keep your eye on that for me. Uh, and if that's the case, you can go Algier. Either way, I think you're going to get a similar performance from either of those guys. Kendrick Bourne or Tank Dell? Tank Dell for me. Uh, M. Parker, Kenneth Walker, Kareem Hunt. You got to go Kenneth Walker. Michael Pittman, Nico Collins, Devontae Smith, Zay Flowers. Sit one. Good question. Um, I guess sit Zay Flowers. I guess sit Zay Flowers. Uh, I just, I don't know. I think out of those, I'd sit Zay Flowers really just based on name value. Michael Pittman's close uh, in the Saints matchup, but I think, I think Zay Flowers to sit. And Miles Sanders, Najee Harris, give me Najee. Pick two, Jordan Addison, Alave Flowers. Start Addison and Flowers. Things are weird for Alave right now. I'm just, things are weird for him right now. All right, guys. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you guys tuning in every single Monday through Friday. Couldn't, wouldn't want to spend my mornings with anyone else. Thank you as always. I hope you all have a wonderful week eight. I really do. I really hope you win your matchups. I hope you have a great weekend in general. Enjoy the last weekend of October. Have a fantastic Friday. Win your matchups for me. And I'll see you all on Monday. Peace.